0: Hello loves, it's Cass here, your host of Cry Leader Podcast, and I am coming to check in with you to have a little chit-chat, if you will, give some updates and some advice. So without further ado, let's just get right into it per usual. (music) Also, I just wanted to do a quick segue and apologize if there's ever any like background noises or parts in the podcast that just don't seem to make sense. Um, I really do this podcast because it's just, it's fun for me. It's like a vocal diary for myself and something that's set with the intention to put love into the world and to help others and I don't think I'll ever perfect it nor do I want to just because I feel like if I did that it wouldn't really be like my raw authentic self um which is what I aspire to be and show up as in the world but especially on things that I use to project who I am into the world I don't want to ever have like This false identity or persona online or on my podcast i just want to show up and simply exist as i am and i truly appreciate you all for letting me do so and for still following along on my journey but um yeah i will never pick a niche and i will never try to like (laughs) make this thing perfect um I don't like editing for like for endless amounts of times. Um it just will never be an interest of mine. So I just wanted to give that disclaimer. Um but yeah, let's let's actually get into it now. <laughs> so, I hope everyone enjoyed their snow day. I enjoyed mine, I was able to cook some things, paint some things, and altogether together it was a very relaxing, fun day for me. Really hope it was the same for you. I feel the universe sends us things like snow days to just be like, hey, you need a break, you need to relax. So I hope everyone was able to take advantage of that and stay cozy, warm, and safe, And I hope everyone has had a great new year so far and that you are settling into hopefully a new chapter of your life and that you are experiencing vitality and some of your blessings as well as some challenges because we don't want to stay static, of course. We are on a never-ending journey of growing and I just wanted to pop in for a chit chat if you will because I have not been posting as frequently. I was posting every Thursday which I really enjoyed and it was kind of an unspoken goal for myself to post once a week on Thursdays Um, but that has changed a little bit so I did want to just come in and touch base to give some updates and to cover a topic request that I had so uh, basically I have been quite busy and I have made some changes I have two jobs right now and I'm in university so it has just been quite busy balancing all of the things that naturally come with life like socializing uh, you know keeping a happy, healthy lifestyle, like working out, eating healthy, Uh, my hobbies, I do painting, I do film, I do yoga. So there is just a lot. And that's why I have basically had to put the podcast on the back burner a bit. Uh, But hopefully moving forward, I will be able to pick back up to speed with what I had set as my original intention for weekly posts. But that's not guaranteed yet. Um, I think with me, it's a little bit challenging sometimes because just with things like the podcast or social media in general, it's very hard for me to set a goal and be like, I want to do this once a week or twice a week. Because for me, I really like to do things by following my intuition and when I feel called to them. And sometimes it's just not as raw or authentic for me if I'm just posting something to post it. And obviously with starting the podcast, I had so much momentum because there was just a lot I wanted to get out there. And there still is, but I have to feel called to that certain topic at a certain time. So when I do, I post it. Uh, But if there is... Any friction there, I kind of hold off, but I will be doing my best to make more time for this, but I just wanted to give that update so that you understand when I am posting, it's really coming from my heart and a place of genuine authenticity. So I hope that is understood and appreciated as well as well received. Um, With that being said as well, it is very hard for me to pick a niche And I feel like to be successful on social media platforms as well as podcasting, things like that, you have to pick a niche. Um, You don't necessarily have to, but it just makes growing on certain platforms easier. And I will never be that person. I'm just not able to pick a niche. I'm I'm a multifaceted girl and I love loving multiple things and doing tons of different projects. I like sewing, painting, film work, everything. So I can never really stick to one thing and I really enjoy just everything. I'm a jack of all trades, but I want to consider myself a master of one thing in particular. So that's kind of what you can expect of me and that's also why I've slowed down quite a bit on social media as well. My goal was never to be a content creator or anything, but when social media first started, like when I first got onto Instagram, I really enjoyed the platform for what it was because it was more of a space held for artistic creators and in that time, I was A much stronger digital creator that was strongly geared towards my main interests at the time, and as I got older, I kind of flowed back to my roots, um, which which I fell in love with all over again. And my roots were more so using my hands, um, painting, drawing, things like that. So I found my way back to my roots for quite a few years now, and. In that time, social media was more of a fun place for me to have as like a visual diary, um, if you will, a memory of my travels and experiences through the years. And I guess just a place where I could write how I was feeling at a certain point in time. And I really loved having that to look back on. But Social media has changed a lot since then and I feel like it is really a place of the influencing world and I feel like now when you log on it's not always the most creative place you can be. I feel like it can it can be overwhelming um, to be bombarded by different images of our society's portrayal of what beauty is and as a woman just being surrounded by that all the time I feel is not the most healthiest for your mental health and so that has been something that can be challenging at times and I just feel like social media has a lot of trends as well that just aren't sustainable when it comes to fashion. Uh, or even just individuals' mental health as well. So there's just like a lot of reasons I've taken a step back from social media. I still love it. I still think that it is a lucrative platform that has so many opportunities. Opportunities in regards to socialization and, and communication. Um, you know, monetary wise, there's a lot of business opportunities there's there's so much opportunity there. I think just as bad as it is, it is good. So I've also done work to transform my platform to make it a place that I do enjoy more. I found that I was following a lot, a lot of accounts that either didn't make me feel good or that just like weren't creative or people I just didn't really talk to them in person for years so it just felt weird to follow them still. I don't know, uh, like sometimes it's a lot of people you grow up with in your hometown, which is no problem, but sometimes you you just don't connect with them on the same level that you did in the past. Um, A lot of echo chamber stuff and being surrounded by things that weren't really expanding my knowledge, my mind, my creativity. So I really worked to Cut down the things on my platform that just felt they weren't serving me anymore and rebuilding it and recreating it to be a place that I do love again and find interesting so that when I do use it, it is much more intentional. So that has been great for me and uh, either way, I just feel like... (laughs) This time is so crazy to me. I just my mom always said this growing up that I was an old soul and living in today's society, I really feel that. Um there's a lot of places I feel like I fit in and I don't feel like a black sheep or an outcast or anything, but I definitely just cannot always get with the times. Uh I'll never really have a niche. I don't like that when I go on to certain platforms like TikTok I'm seeing just tons of people like getting plastic surgery like nose jobs and eyebrow lifts and you know lip injections cheek injections and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things like you know if you if that makes you feel better I'm all about people doing something that makes them feel better about themselves and if body enhancements do wonderful. But I think that, you know, there's this quote, it's, you don't, you don't need a boob job, you need to read a book. And I feel that I think a lot of times people are just so heavily influenced by social media and by celebrities that they don't look within. And I just hope that the people doing things like that, like body enhancements, are looking within themselves first and really trying to understand their beauty before comparing it to others and feeling like they need things like plastic surgery and I just feel like it's not a positive trend in regards to adolescence because I think a lot of teen girls and teen boys um, anyone any individual use platforms like TikTok and Instagram and when they see people a few years older than them getting all of this plastic surgery I think it puts the pressure on them like you know oh well she kind of looks like me and then she got surgery done on her nose like therefore is my nose is my nose not attractive and I think it it causes this questioning of self And teens and adolescents that can negatively impact their mental health and then cause them to follow a similar road of feeling that they'd need things like that to enhance their sense of self, which I just find to be so sad and disheartening because we are all divine and beautiful in our own way. And I just feel like social media can really take a toll on one's mental health. So, it is really important to take breaks as needed and to find platforms uh, or pages that that provide representation to yourself. Uh, I feel like that was the biggest thing for me was finding representation in other accounts. I was definitely stuck in some echo chambers and wasn't really just expanding myself in certain ways through social media and once I unfollowed pages that I felt like didn't provide anything, anything beneficial to me or to my mental health and started replacing that with pages that did, I feel like it revamped my idea of social media and how it made me feel, feel how I interacted with it and it made it much more of an intentional creative space for me again, which was great. And what I mean by that is even just growing up, I feel like I grew up and saw in the media a lot of representation of people who didn't look like me. I I didn't grow up seeing a lot of Latinas. And when you do think of the roles that some of these Latinas play and you really dive deep It just puts these ideas into your head like for example j-lo like in that maid movie um you know it's just so it's the way they represent and i don't i don't want to get too deep into that because that's like another whole other thing but ultimately you need to follow pages that represent you and so i started following a lot more latinas i started uh kind of diversifying my platform i feel like and it really did help me to feel more represented and I felt like I fit in more and it just made me feel better personally. So if you don't do that, I highly recommend it. Um, I don't really follow that many celebrities because they're just their life is on a completely different level that I can't relate to and that I don't think I would want to relate to. Um, so yeah, that's what I do, especially... Like body positive, I think it's important to follow people of all different shapes and sizes. And people who come from all different types of places, it's just important to not have one certain look relevant throughout your whole platform. Like, I feel like so many people look the same these days. Like, you go onto TikTok and everyone has like this tiny button nose now. Everyone's houses are just all freaking white, modern, marble, all of these like modern objects all over the house. And I don't know, it can just be overwhelming for me sometimes because I just don't relate to it. I think those things are fine, but I just wish I lived in a society that embraced realness more, and naturalism, and so I'm creating that in my own world, and anyone who agrees or who this resonates with, I ask you to do the same, and I ask you to take a step back from those things because they can be quite overwhelming, Um, but yeah, sorry, I kind of got into a tangent about that, but the reason I did is because that brings me to today's topic which is how to get out of a rut and some recommendations on that. So having, like being stuck in a rut is a completely normal thing to experience as a human. It happens to everyone. And that's why I was getting into social media a bit because my first word of advice is if you are in a rut to take a social media cleanse because social media, as good as it is, good it is bad as well i think there's a lot of pros and i think there's a lot of cons i think everything in life is what you make it so even how i was saying you know society is a little bit different from the society i would love to be in but i surround myself with people who help me create that in my own little world and i try to be my ripple effect in the world of love i really have cultivated my own space in this world To create the reality that I enjoy and that I love and that I cherish. And I'm able to coexist with the reality and the society that we are actually within. And I accept it and I embrace it and I love it. There's amazing parts of it. And the parts that don't fit for me as well, I've been able to alchemize into something else that works better for me. So... That's what you're needing to do when you're in a rut. You're really just needing to alchemize that stuck energy and get it into a flow so that you can transform it into energy that is not even going to motivate you, but that's going to discipline you. I think with being stuck in a rut, a lot of people get caught up on that term motivation. You need to get motivation again. No, you need to be disciplined again. That's the first course of action because motivation is just, it's not always going to push you and it can only push you so far. Motivation only lasts for so long. What you need to do is you need to get in alignment and in sync with being disciplined. Discipline is freedom. I promise you, I always bring this up all the time, but it truly is. It frees yourself. And because when you get into a set routine or ritual of discipline, it allows you the time you need that needs to be allocated to other areas of life. And so that's what we're going to get into today. So number one of getting out of a funk is take a social media cleanse whatever you need to do just take a break from social media so for this you can you can set some limits on your phone that only allow you to use social media for a certain amount of time i highly recommend doing so you can delete your apps uh you can actually Talk to some friends and see if they're down to do it too because I feel like it really helps to have an accountability partner when you're going through uh, some changes like that to try and help yourself get out of a funk. Um, But whatever your approach is, my first tip tip of advice to get out of a funk is to just take a break from all social media accounts. Don't cut your time to... 15 minutes a day or five minutes all together take a fucking break you need it and you deserve it we are so overstimulated it's insane and our nervous system was not set up to handle this and so a lot of the times your nervous system is being impacted by things like social media because you think about it, you're going for a walk, you're listening to music or a podcast, and then you're scrolling on your phone or you're taking notes, and then you're getting a call from your boss, and then a car is beeping as you're trying to cross the street. There's, there's just always a lot going on, and that's, that's not how things were, And our, our nervous system has not really been set up to handle that. And so take a break so that you can relax your mind a bit number two my second recommendation is to eat nourishing foods foods that make you feel good with a balance of foods that are good for you so um i i don't recommend just like cutting all of these like bad foods out I recommend a technique that we learned in integrative nutrition called crowding out so keep keep the foods that you enjoy and instead of taking something out just continuously add in healthy foods so that you're having both foods you're having the food you love as well as the food you need and you're nourishing your body when you nourish your body it has such a strong impact on your mental health and your overall well-being and how you feel and that's something that we learned in a nutrition school that really stuck out with me as well like your primary plate and your primary food it's not just what you're eating it's everything else that's going on around you in your life as well so You want to make sure that you're allowing yourself the freedom to nourish your body while still enjoying foods that make you happy. My third tip is to stick to small habits. If you are overwhelming yourself with multiple new things, it's never going to work out. And I can guarantee that. I can guarantee that for anyone. I've done it myself before. I know plenty of people who've gone through this, it is not easy to form a new habit. It usually takes, I think, about 21 days for a habit to stick. So you really, really need to start small. So your first goal should be to get it done for a week. And then if you can do it for a week, push yourself to do it week after week until you get it down for a month. And then if you've been able to get it down for a month, keep that habit going until the next month. And then once you've been able to accomplish that, you can implement another new habit. And so I would start with some small habits, such as making your bed every morning. Um, I forget, I think the name of the book is Make Your Bed, but there's a good book about that and why that is a good discipline. Um, But that's another example of discipline is freedom. So I would just start your first new habit is to make your bed. If you already make your bed, that is amazing. Choose another small habit that you're looking to implement into your routine. And with this being said, with the habit, I wanna bring up another thing. Um, Routines. Um, Routines don't always work for everyone. And it's definitely a buzzword for like that girl and for trying to be the most productive person you can be everyone associates that with having a good set routine but routines do not work for a lot of people they don't work for me Um, I personally do not love having a routine I don't think they're the best thing for people who have anxiety or for people who can be more opt to depressive episodes because the thing is if you set a routine and then something comes up that does not allow you to finish that routine, it is anxiety inducing. You thus then feel rushed and you feel overwhelmed because you're like, oh, well, I, I didn't do my routine and and now it's going to ruin my whole day. If you're someone with anxiety, then I think you'll understand what I'm saying. Uh, when you can't do that, it ends up being more frustrating than it does being beneficial to your mental well-being and getting out of a a rut so if you love routines amazing implement your habits into your routine if you don't like routines another item you can try to implement is rituals so a ritual is essentially similar to a routine but it's for people who are more flex it means you're going to get it done but you're lenient as to when you can get it done and so with routines uh, with rituals it's more so creating a series uh, a series of small projects or habits that you formed that you do in a certain order um, at random times in the day so like for example i have a skincare ritual and i require myself to typically get it done at least uh, once a day preferably twice in the morning and at night But if I'm in a rush in the morning and I can't get done my full routine, as long as I wash my face and get out the door, that's fine for me. That isn't my routine. If I was a routine, I would make sure I got that done every morning. But then on the days where I really don't have the time and I can't, like I was saying previously, it's more of like an anxiety inducing situation. So the ritual gives me that freedom to hit my goals while still being flex about them so i highly recommend that if you're someone who resonates with what i was saying um so implement those small habits into your routine into your routine or ritual and it will make all the difference stick to small habits when you're starting do not set these insane goals that are just unattainable because then when you set these large goals and you can't reach them it's going to get you back into that rut because then you're going to go down that rabbit hole of self deprecating and thinking that you're not able to accomplish the things you set your mind to you very much are capable it's just that you need the time and the space to get there so respect that honor that allow yourself to have that uh, part four of my recommendations to getting out of a funk are expressing your feelings when you're in a funk, typically you you can be very avoidant uh, as to what's making you feel a certain way or why you are in a funk. A lot of times we're like, oh, like, I don't know. I'm just in a funk. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Like, I just haven't felt like painting lately or, you know, I just haven't been wanting to go to the gym. And a lot of times I do understand like it's, it's difficult to pinpoint why you're in a rut or what caused you to get into this feeling that's preventing you from doing the things you love. But ultimately, there is something that triggered that feeling. And sometimes in our very busy world, it's not easy to pinpoint where that started. And sometimes you're not even able to figure it out. So don't get caught up on why you're in the funk. Just be focused on getting out of it and tell yourself i'm getting out of this funk and it's going to be the last thing i the first thing i do or the last thing i do if my life depends on it because a lot of the times we get caught up on how we got here and we don't realize that that's just holding us back more so express your feelings let go of the feelings that may have caused you to get into this situation feel your feelings talk about them open up to them about a friend to anyone even to yourself if you're just speaking them out loud and then let those feelings go say out loud those feelings no longer serve me or support the path of alignment i'm trying to be on for myself and for my goals release that and then move on and decide you're going to get up and get out of this rut. So now the few steps we've done before this, we're helping us to set ourselves up for getting out of the rut. So now we've already set a few things up that can help us getting off social media, eating nourishing foods, and creating small habits for ourselves and giving ourselves the freedom to understand how difficult it can be to get out of our rut. Uh, rut. We're giving ourselves the grace that we deserve and the softness we deserve when we're in these difficult and dark places. Now we're expressing our feelings, so we're getting these emotions out and we're letting them go and we're opening and accepting what serves us and the blessings that are now meant for us. So now we're about halfway through this process and you should start to be feeling good at this point. So what you're going to do when you do start feeling good, once you start having a bit more energy, is cleaning your space and getting organized. So part five is clean your space and get organized. And this is really, it's really what you decide to do with this. Uh, but it just typically feels better for me to have to always I always keep an organized space even when I am in a rut but it helps me to reorganize things I feel like when I do clean things up and organize things I feel like it helps my mind feel the reflection of that so maybe do a closet clean out maybe clean your car maybe just do a whole deep clean of your house get rid of some old things that you don't need anymore if you're in university organize your folders organize your things for class your notebooks color code things just get organized and i swear it will always make you feel better inside as well because your outside reality is a reflection of your inner reality so in order for us to get the inside feeling good again and organized we want to make sure that our outside space is also clean organized and put together number six is move your body and go outside so going outside is such a big part of existing and a lot of the times we don't have time to do it because we are usually stuck in work all day or school, whatever it may be. We're usually inside most of the day. And then the only time we're going outside is to usually get into our car, to go home or to run errands. But we need to be more intentional with our time outside. Set a time for yourself every week, every day if you're able, even better to have a walk or to go watch a sunset or to spend time outside with someone once the weather is warmer again or if you live in an area where the weather is warm i completely recommend grounding yourself so take your shoes off and go barefoot onto the grass or to a sandy beach the dirt into the forest wherever and ground yourself down to the earth it will make you feel so much better so just get outside spend some time in nature and appreciate the beauty of the outside world and move your body. So you can really tie these two together and you can go for a walk outside to get your body movement moving, but 30 days of movement is best. And it really is a great way to spike up your happy, your happy chemicals in your brain. So get moving. It will really have a great impact. Um, Number seven is some self-care rituals. So for me, that's usually taking a hot bath or a hot shower, a face mask, uh, steaming my face, anything like that. So self-care rituals are something that really just makes you feel like you're putting in time and effort into yourself. So for step seven, do something that makes you happy that involves doing something for yourself, not for someone else. I know it's great, I love helping people, I love doing things for people just to make them happy too, but you deserve that too sometimes. So set some time aside, some alone time to do this for yourself too. Or maybe if it if it is hanging out with friends, do that too. If that's really what makes you truly happy, um, just do an act of kindness for yourself. And then for part eight, care for something living because it will make you feel needed and that is a feeling that always helps pretty much anyone. Everyone loves to feel needed and loves to be able to be of service to other people. So this could be a plant, this could be a pet, this could be just helping a family member or a friend, but also... Commit to making an act of kindness for something living in your life. And that should help as well. Um, So I hope these things really help. um, But these are some small steps that I take for myself to get out of a funk when I am in a funk. Um, But again, the first step is literally just telling yourself, I'm not allowing this to happen. This isn't what serves me. I... I just am not claiming this energy for myself and I'm letting go of these feelings that are causing me to be in this rut and I'm pushing towards a place that is moving towards my truest essence and my ultimate being and the person I want to be and so the last step is nine and That's just claiming main character energy for for yourself. Show up as the person you want to be. So who does the person you want to be look like? Who do they show up as? What do they do? What habits do they have? What foods do they eat? Do they have any commitments to working out and moving their body, to building others up? Think of the the person you want to be and start showing up as them so if the person you want to be doesn't leave the house in sweatpants but they spent time on their outfit they spent time making themselves feel and look more representable then you need to do that as well you know what i'm saying if you want to be that little fashionista on a cold day walking in some cute high heel boots, some baggy jeans, a nice fitted top, a leather jacket. If that's what you want to look like and you aspire to be, show up as that. If you want to be someone who is more comfortable and who's much more open and flowy, throw on some sweatpants and a baggy shirt and layer it up with a scarf, a jacket A funky jacket and show up as that person show up as the person you want to be and commit to that and do your best to work towards that when it comes down to how you do your hair if you do your makeup how you do your skincare what you dress like what you eat the workouts you do the movements you do the friends you surround yourself with the job you have the way you expand your mind, the way you are creative, the music you listen to. Be the main character of your life and show up as that person and who they look like, who they act like, who they feel like. Start becoming that person in your day-to-day life by taking those small steps to look, to feel, and to act like them. And those things will help you, all of them. So if you put all of those things together, I hope it can really help you get out of a funk. That is my recommendation. But definitely reach out to others and open the dialogue around being in a funk because it's something that all of us experience at one point uh, or another or you know something that a lot of us have experienced more than a, a handful of times in our life. So... Yeah, so um, with that being said, I just want to share that this year I I simply want to be present and I want to slow down and allow myself the freedom to simply exist, to be and to relax. I want to retrain myself out of my default uh, to anxiety when I'm overwhelmed. I want to just have an open heart and an open mind, a relaxed body And I'm looking to just heal while remaining present. I have little expectation and small goals for this year as healing myself is my main focus. And I just wanted to share that because I wanted to let people know that it's okay to not always have like some crazy, intense, like big dream or goal. I do, but I'm deciding that this year the theme for me is... To literally exist because i feel like my whole life i've just been always chasing my je- my dreams and accomplishments and that's amazing and you know that's what gets the work done that's what allows me to be successful to be happy and to feel successful as well but i feel like this year i will be successful if i can just like stop surviving at all times and just relax and appreciate things for what they are And to literally just experience life. That is my goal this year. And if your goals are much, um, you know, much more intense this year, that is fine too. But I just wanted to share that so that if anyone else has a similar goal this year of just relaxing and maintaining your blissful existence of joy, peace, and tranquility, that is fine too. Do not feel guilty about it and simply embrace life. So I hope that that was insightful or helpful to you guys, to anyone, but that was a topic request I got. So I did want to get that information out there If anyone has any topic requests, please let me know. You can send them to me via my Instagram, crybabycast with three S's. And I'm always looking for topic ideas because my main goal of the podcast is to just make people feel heard and seen and to help anyone who's looking for it. So I really do hope you all did enjoy that. And then I believe the next episodes I'll be dropping... um, will be a series of 3 episodes on feminine and masculine energy and those relationships sorry those episodes go hand in hand with relationships and they are uh all coinciding and so that will be um that will be some episodes where you'll definitely want to get your journal out and take some notes because there's going to be a lot of juicy information there on healing the masculine and the feminine energy, how they, how they both benefit one another and how they are always present. Even if you are someone who is uh non-binary or fluid, uh, masculine and feminine, feminine energy are just energies that are present within every human being, um, so even if you do not identify with masculine or feminine i do still think that those episodes can be insightful to healing some energies within oneself and how you can really shift into those those conscious energies to alchemize things in your life and to cultivate stronger more positive relationships with the individuals in your life, like your friends, your parents, family members, um, specifically romantic partners, but that is something to look forward to, and I think those episodes will be really exciting. I'm separating it into three just because I do want to try to make some episodes a little bit shorter. A lot of you did request episodes that were about an hour to an hour and a half long, Um, But I do just find that sometimes the shorter episodes are more convenient or just better for um, everyone to be able to engage with because I know everyone is quite busy. Uh, But yes, I did ramble a little bit this episode, but I hope you all still enjoyed it and it was nice to check in with you. I will be back soon, hopefully, and until then... I am so thankful for everyone who takes the time to support me, to listen to these podcasts, and anyone who resonates with anything I ever have to say and just appreciates uh, my insight into this wild world. So thank you for listening to Cry Later. I truly appreciate it, and you, and the light within me honors and sees the light within you. Thank you so much and make sure you're drinking your fucking water. (laughs) Bye.